0: VOC Breakfast, weekdays 6.30 to 9 a.m. Only on The Voice of the Cape.
1: 23 after 7. This is Breakfast. Welcome to it. So as the COVID-19 figures continue to rise in the Western Cape, and uh, in the country at least, the Western Cape Department of Health held a digital press conference yesterday. And uh, on a weekly basis, of course, we get in touch with Dr. Keith Clutty. He's the head of the Western Cape Department of Health. To give us an update in terms of what also unfold at the conference, uh, or the the digital conference yesterday. So the Western Cape Health Department also on Tuesday said models tracking patterns of COVID-19 infection showed that the province indeed had officially entered the second wave, the peak of the second wave. Dr. Keith Glitter, good morning and thank you so much for your time on Breakfast 9 to 1.3 FM. Of course, I wanted to give us an update in terms of what took place yesterday and also to comment on the fact that we are now, um, we've reached the peak. Uh, <clears throat> good
0: morning, Gula, and good morning to the listeners, yes. Um, what we um, presented yesterday Um, is uh, two big issues. The first one is that we can certainly now say that Garden Root, which is the first district in this province that had a second peak, has now, um, after two weeks, um, we can confidently say that we have um, come out of the peak and we are stabilizing and declining in Garden Root. The second big issue is it is, it is early, but there are early signs that we are moving into a peak in the Cape Metro and the other surrounding districts. Mm. Um, and then basically what it means to be at a peak, um, because it is whether we have the sufficient beds, the sufficient oxygen, sufficient staff to deal with this. Um, and then the big impact that we also reflected on is the impact of the, the alcohol restrictions. Um, and the relief that brought in terms of a reduction in alcohol related trauma uh, to enable our staff to cope a little bit better. And then just lastly, um, what does it look like going forward in terms of a prospect of a vaccine coming onto the um, agenda and what the preparation is required in the Western Cape for us to be able to administer a vaccine the moment we have access to stock in this country?
2: morning, Doc. Also, just in morning, terms Sabine. of, you know, mentioning the peak and saying, you know, early signs that we are heading into our peak, when do we actually get to that point where we say, OK, we officially here in the Cape Metro into our peak? And then also, what are the determining factors in terms of, you know, when that peak will start to wane?
0: Yeah, so, um, Sabina, the, 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 the responsible thing to do is normally to say a week later that you had your peak and you look back and you can certainly say that was the peak and you are declining. Um, So, to call it at a peak is a very difficult thing to do because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of moving parts when you're at a peak. Um, There are early signs, um, so what we watch for is uh, something called test positivity rate. That means of all the laboratory specimens we sent to the laboratory, what proportion of them come back positive. Now, we know to um, um, in the middle of last week, we had 50%, so one in two specimens that sent to the lab was positive. Um, There are early signs that that is starting to decline. The second thing we look at is also how many people present uh, and are actively in hospital beds with COVID. Um, That also seeming to be starting to stabilize. It's still a lot of people presenting, but it's not rapidly increasing day on day or week on week. And then obviously the last thing is the cases, but that is the most unreliable because we had public holidays. Um, So if it wasn't for the public holidays and we had normal testing patterns, It would be easier. But because of the effect of public holidays, it's difficult to judge whether you actually have fewer cases or whether it's just fewer cases because fewer people tested.
1: Doc, also, if we were to look at um, the numbers in terms of uh, people, um, you know, deaths, you know, um, Mm -hmm. are we seeing an increase in in, in that? Or is that also becoming, um, you know, stabilized at the moment?
0: Yeah. I I specifically excluded deaths from that equation because death is what we call a lag indicator. Um, so, okay. um, uh, you know, the, if you understand how COVID works, uh, to get the infection, um, you then, if you're going to get hospitalized, uh, there's a, at least a lag between you getting the infection and, and landing up in hospital at least seven days, you know, kind of on average. If somebody will be in seven days and then they will be in hospital. And then there's another lag between being in hospital and not surviving if you've been in an ICU for at least or in a hospital bed in an ICU group um, for at least five, another five to ten days. So recall when the cases will peak, there will be a slight lag to people being in hospital beds, and then there will be another lag to people dying. Um, so therefore, the, the, the daily deaths are still increasing, although the cases might be starting to stabilize. The deaths will continue to increase um, because mm-hmm. it lags after cases and lags after hospitalization. Um, and that pattern of increasing deaths is what we've been noticing, and it is still increasing, and we're still expected to increase for at least another week or so.
2: Doc, we are a little pressed for time, and I just want to get to some of you know the the, the uh, you know talking points that I'm sure our listeners would find of interest. Um, there have been rumours that you know perhaps we would be heading into a harder lockdown. You know, judging by what you've been telling us, you know, what are your comments around that?
0: Well, I mean, from a recent recent perspective. Um, the regulations that we've had in place for the last seven days, is, it, it's really helping us in the Western Cape, mainly the alcohol restriction and the curfew restriction. But it's also helping us in terms of um, limiting um, the potential for for spread, uh, so the gatherings and the transport and all of those. Um, so from, from a Western Cape perspective, um, we, as I say, if we're getting into the peak and the current regulations stay in place, it helps us. Um, I can't speak for the rest of the country because, you know, also, it was first um, Eastern Cape, now it is us. Mm. But you can imagine that KwaZulu-Natal and Hauhting is still supposed to enter where we were. Um, So from a country perspective, uh, you know, COVID is definitely still on the increase. And and it's only two provinces, only Eastern Cape and us, that has gone through the first part of the second wave. As a country as a whole, the rest of the country still has to go through the second wave, and judging from what's happened in the Western Cape, um, there's going to be many more cases in the rest of the country.
1: Now, Doc, Um, like Svabar said, I mean, we are pressed for time, but I wanted to just talk about something also. Um, uh, in, in also in interest, because a lot of people are talking about COVID nineteen pneumonia. You know, in the beginning, it was just COVID nineteen. Now mm. we're hearing about COVID nineteen pneumonia. What exactly is this?
0: Well, um, you know, COVID nineteen is um, is the virus that causes the infection. So you are either have a COVID-19 and you, you have infection. If you have infection, um, that means you have, you have a, test, a positive test. Now, not everybody that has a positive test develops what we call COVID disease. COVID disease is something different to COVID, the COVID-19. And 90% of people have very mild symptoms. And they recover. They stay at home. Um, but 10% gets ill. Now, the 10% that gets ill, that requires oxygen. Most of the 10% that gets ill that requires oxygen would be from the point of view that they have developed some or other respiratory symptoms, and that is kind of chest uh, symptoms too and, and, and the COVID disease that manifests with the chest infection in most cases from the virus. What we're seeing now is because the numbers are so much higher in the second wave, it is still the same proportion of people. It's still 10% that, requires, that gets symptoms, but there's so many more that people that present now with shortness of breath and then goes to hospital. And when X's are taken, a a, a diagnosis is made of COVID pneumonia that comes with it. Um, And so it is just so many more, but it's still the same proportion as the first time around. And and that really is just what we, the main uh, manifestation of COVID disease for requiring oxygen is some kind of inflammation or infection in your lungs. Mm.
2: Doc, we have about 30 seconds to go. Perhaps, you know, as a final comment, you know, we know the first intermediate care COVID-19 wards at Hospital, Hospitals was Mitchell's plane have been activated as of yesterday?
0: Uh, as of the 1st of January.
2: 1st, all right. And how has that been going?
0: It's it's going very well. Um, the the team has been uh, reported for duty on the 31st. Uh, we went there to inspect the place. The oxygen was prepared, everything, the beds were already. So on the 1st of January, the first 20 patients came. Mm-hmm. Then we deliberately added another 20 and another 20. So by yesterday, there were up to 60 patients. And as of today, we expect them, the numbers to go higher because we have a total of 200 beds there. Um, and uh, that capacity is now to provide additional relief in the system as we are dealing with um, the peak.
2: All right. Well, we'll leave it at that for this morning. Dr. Keith Cloutier, we thank you for your time, Head of Western Cape Health Department, speaking to us in terms of that weekly update around the COVID-19 situation here in the Western Cape.